Hello, and welcome to the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today. On our Friday podcast, we like to theme them, and we have done that for a long, long time now. And we just pick out a theme. Sometimes we're trying to match what's going on in the world. Like in, last month, we talked about spring cleaning because it was spring. And now we're into the month of May. And for us around here, the month of May begins with a horse race called the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> And the month ends with a car race up in Indianapolis called the Indianapolis 500. And both of those reflect speed. And that is so true of our society today. It's very fast paced. Um, we get kind of upset if our internet isn't fast. We can't stream movies at speed of light. And, you know, we, we, we like things quick and fast. But when we look at our Bibles, there's a, there's another concept that, that it's just the opposite of that. And so this month, we're going to entitle this series, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast. When I asked you what you thought we ought to call this, Simon and Garfunkel immediately came to your mind. It did. It did. <laughs> and that that was the, the song that they sang years and years ago. And, you know, back then, things were not moving as fast as they are today. <laughs> and so what we're going to look at this month is we're going to talk about the qualities of patience. Uh, I think uh, most Christians, if they had to be honest with themselves, would say, I could just use a little bit more patience. We become impatient with each other in the home, with society, and just just a lot of different things like that. And so uh, Friday after Friday this month, we're going to just peel off the layers of patience and talk about different aspects. And so as we begin this, you know, we just kind of start off at the 32,000-foot view of things, we notice how many times that word comes up in many Bible lists. For instance, in Galatians 5, when the apostle lists the fruit of the Spirit, found right there is patience. In 1 Corinthians 13, when Paul gives us the description of love, love is, the very first one he starts with is love is patient. And then in the book of Second Peter, when Peter talks about what we commonly call the virtues of a Christian, add to your faith, add to your knowledge, and, and just a whole list of things, found among them is perseverance, which is a form of patience. And so we see throughout the Bible that this is a quality that God wants of his people. Uh, what we have to learn is how to be patient in a very impatient society we time, we live in. And so we see that all around us. I, uh, <laughs> I, the last several years I have been teaching daughters to drive and I'm on my last one. Two of the three have their licenses. Our youngest one got her driver's permit, uh, just very, very recently. And it is, absolutely remarkable to me how often just in driving in roads highways around us in our own community when you've got a timid teenager driving the speed limit how impatient the people behind you can be to the point at times of being rude. There have been two times that I've been with her in the car that uh, uh, by the time she was done, she was in tears because somebody was honking their horn because she was going two or three miles. 
miles below the speed limit. We get impatient at gas stations. We get impatient at grocery stores. It is all around us. And so I, I think we're on a good path for the month. So to kick this off, we thought we would talk about patience with God. And that's where we need to start with this, the idea of being patient with God. And, and that's going to bring out several different passages and several ideas. Uh, we're reminded in our scriptures of some people who became impatient with God. Uh, we remember when God promised Abram and Sarah that they would have a child, a child of promise. It took 25 years for that to come about, and in the course of that, Abraham or Abram kind of got a little impatient with God and had relations with uh, the handmaid, Hagar, and he just wasn't patient with God. Uh, We also remember King Saul when uh, he was fighting the Philistines, and he didn't know whether to go and fight or not, and he was waiting and waiting and waiting on Samuel, and Samuel was nowhere in sight. He became impatient, and he went and offered sacrifice when he wasn't a priest. He wasn't the right one to do it. And as soon as he does it, oh, Samuel shows up, and Saul gets in trouble. Impatience leads us to saying and doing things we shouldn't do. And so when we talk about patience with God, Jason, what what comes to our mind about that? Yeah, well, I I immediately think of the phrase, wait on the Lord, Um do you ever have to wait on Miss Debbie? Yes. Yes. I, I, I have to wait at times. And now Shelly, uh, there are times that she waits on me. I think both of them know what it is to wait on us while we're at the church building sometimes. But we know what it is to wait on or wait for another human being. Interestingly, in Psalm 27, David used that phrase. This, uh, that phrase. Uh, this is that psalm that begins, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now he goes on from there to describe a variety of reasons why he could be afraid. But let me read the last few verses of this song where David circles back to who God is and, and God's promises. He says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me. They breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I I get the sense that David is talking to readers. He's talking to other Israelites, but in a very real sense, he's talking to himself, right? He's, He's preaching to his own soul because Psalm 27 describes difficult circumstances of life, at times maybe where it would be easy to assert his own will or go ahead and do whatever it is that he wants to do regardless of of God's timeline but he he has to humble himself emphasize there are things from God that I need to be taught there are lessons to be learned I believe that God is there I believe that God is good and so I'm going to trust him enough to wait for him to accomplish his will in my life. So what would be some practical 
today illustrations of that. And we, we say being patient with God. Now, now we understand with our families, um, uh, I have four children when they were all small at home. People used to ask us, you know, how long it took to get ready for services. I, I tell them we'd start on Thursday. It just, it just took a long time to get everything together. And, but God's not like that. And so what do we mean being patient with God? Yeah. Well, I think number one, it has to do with the, the posture of our hearts, right? Are we going to, listen to him. There's a reason that Jesus ended his Sermon on the Mount with, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, while that wise man is building, there aren't any raindrops falling that we read about. There aren't any floods that are rising. There's nothing threatening that foundation, which is why the foolish man feels that it's going to be okay to build his life on the sand, right? But sometimes raindrops fall. Sometimes dark storm clouds blow in. And at that point, it's going to be too late to start building my foundation. Jesus isn't talking about bricks and mortar. He's talking about the foundations of our lives, right? And and our hearts. Ultimately, whether or not we listen to him or not, you know, ironically, one of the best ways I think we can begin to show patience is, okay, life is good. Am I still going to listen to God? Lots of people are willing to seek the face of God when life is really hard, but I've got everything I want. I've got everything that I need. Life is good. Am I still going to submit myself to God? That's a form of waiting on the Lord. But there's a lot more that we could add. What would you add to that? Well, you know, I think it also helps us to look at the opposite of the word patience, and and that'd be impatient. And when we're talking about impatience, we're talking about the hurried spirit. We're talking about being anxious. We're talking about complaining. And so we put that in the category of God, then that's the way we are treating God or thinking about God. I I think one one of the big areas that, that a lot of people talk about is is in the area of answering prayer. Uh, something's going on in our lives or our families in the community. We say a prayer at night before we go to bed. In the morning with our coffee, we expect a prayer answered, and it doesn't. And we pray that again, and nothing happens that day. And we pray again. And by that, about the third or fourth time, we begin to wonder, okay, something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with the words I'm using. Something's wrong somewhere. And we start, you know, analyzing all these things. And sometimes it's nothing more than just waiting on God. And that's just a hard, hard lesson because uh, we want mama to be healed today. We want everything right today. And that is our culture today is, is right now it's fast as a speed as, as fast as you can go, but oftentimes it's slow down and that's what God needs us to see. Yeah. It can impact the way that we treat the people around us, right? It makes me think of Jesus. One of his last parables in Matthew 24, he asks, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed 
and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, well, the parable concludes that that master is going to come back, right? But the point is, okay, maybe I think... I, does God even know what I'm doing? Is God even aware? Does God even, even care about what I'm doing? Or, you know, God is going to sort all of this out eventually, but I've got plenty of time. And right now, I just want to do what I want to do. That is the impatience that you were talking about. And one of the great points of the parable is, even though the master isn't there in the flesh, he is absolutely aware of the way that servant is living. And and I think another uh, good passage of this is Luke 18, when Jesus talked about that persistent widow. Uh, She went to a judge to get her uh, case heard, and he would not listen to her, and she kept going, and she kept going, and through her persistence, she won the judge over, and he's using that as an illustration. Just because you pray at one time doesn't mean that's enough. You keep praying, and you keep praying, and it's going to be in God's time, God's timetable, God's will that these things are going to come about. So patience with God, I think answering of our prayers is a huge one. And sometimes we we just give up on God because we think, well, I prayed about it last night, nothing happened today, so I'll just give up. And what we lack is the fortitude and the patience and to trust God on these things. Yeah, you use that phrase, in in his time. Such a powerful just two verses that we sing to each other quite often in our assemblies, right? In his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful in his time. And then it turns into a prayer. Lord, please show me every day as you're teaching me your way that you do just what you say in your time. Second verse, in your time, in your time, you make all things beautiful in your time. Lord, my life to you I bring. May each song I have to sing be to you a lovely thing in your time. Bottom line is God's timetable doesn't always match up with ours, right? Absolutely. So another place we we find this concept is in the book of James in chapter 5. And there begins verse 7. The writer says, therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and the late rains. You too be patient, strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourselves will not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. As an example, brethren, of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. We count those blessed who endured. You have heard of the endurance of Job and seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings, that the Lord is full of compassion and of mercy. So through, through all this, we, we see two or three uh, points here that the writer James is making for us, and that is number one, to endure. That's being patient. Uh, here, the context is about the coming of the Lord. The farmer plants the corn. Uh, he doesn't go to bed and the next day go out and harvest it. No, <laughs> he's, he's got to go through all the summer and it won't be till fall till he harvests it. And, and, and so he just has to wait. He has to be patient on these things. But in a process, patience also means do not complain. You know, a lot of times we have to wait and waiting and patience is not the same thing. Uh, sometimes there's there's construction, and you see how cars and drivers wait. You know, some of them are just very impatient. They're 
Some of them will cut through the grass and try to go around other ways, and and uh, they don't want to wait. And they they their spirit is being changed, and so endure number one. Do not complain number two, and strengthen your hearts. And so we are waiting for the Lord. We're waiting for the Lord to return. What should we do? Well, we should endure. We should not complain. We should strengthen our hearts. And all that helps us again to understand the patience we need to have with the Lord. James tells us what we ought to do. Peter, in Second Peter chapter 3, acknowledges not everybody's going to do that, right? That's not the sort of world we live in, but don't let that discourage you from waiting on the Lord. Peter says in 2 Peter 3, they will say, people around you, scoffers, will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning. Here is priceless input provided by the Holy Spirit of God himself. For they deliberately overlook this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God, and that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved. That with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Listen especially to verse 9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness. The Lord is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And so how fascinating here at the tail end of our discussion, you know, we started with, we live in this hectic, fast-paced world, and at times we have to wait on the Lord. We've got to be patient with the Lord. Peter turns it around and says, the Lord is being patient with you as well. Yeah, and I think as that Peter passage trickles down a little bit further, uh, one of the thoughts I get out of that is the reason why there is a today is that maybe God's patient with somebody. Yeah. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's you. And maybe God's saying, I'm going to give them one more day, one more day, and another day. And then there'll be a time come when Jesus, when the Lord will say, go Jesus. There's no more day. Um, but, but we see that. And, and so there are examples in our Bible where God moved very, very fast. And we think about when Hezekiah was told to get his house in order because he was going to die. Before the prophet who gave that message even left the palace, God spun him around and said, go back. I heard his prayer, and he answered it. And so it's not a matter that God is slow or, you know, some people are just slow. Uh, you know, some people you know, say, hey, I'm going to go to the store. Oh, I'll go with you. It'll take them half a day to get their shoes on and get ready to go. You know, some people <laughs> just move slow. Some people are lazy. That's not God. None of this is God. But God has a timetable. God has a will. And we can't look into that. We can't understand that sometimes. And what seems to be inactivity or slowness Oftentimes, God has something else in mind, and and we miss those things. And so that helps us to again realize that we need to be patient with our God, need to be thankful for his patience. 
Yeah, I last passage that comes to my mind is Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. So it's not just that, well, I'm waiting, I'm just going to do my thing and wait for God to do whatever it is that he wants to do. No, as I wait, I'm hoping Hoping in what? I, I'm, I'm not hoping vainly, not hoping on my own. I'm hoping in his word. That's what Peter's encouraging us to do. God keeps his promises. Yeah, and, and I think about Psalms 46, verse 10. It says, cease striving and know that I am God. Other translations will say, be still. My grandma would just say, hush. <laughs> just hush and know that I am God. And so, you know, a lot of clamor, a lot of noise is made sometimes. And sometimes we're just thinking, where is this? Why isn't this being done? And we, we can grow impatient and we can get our, our souls all stirred up. But one of the great lessons we need to learn as we think about slow down, you move too fast, is being patient with the Lord. And I think one final thing that we also need to look at in, in the opposite of this is that God sure is patient with us. Yeah. He sure is. I mean, our our progress sometimes may look like a snail to God. And then sometimes we're in and out. We're up and down. We're all around. And, and God hasn't given up on us. And God is patient with us as we walk with him, we grow with him, knowing that he wants us to get our lives right with him, to spend forever with him. Roger, thanks for joining me today for diving into this really important thread for the month. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above. I have a feeling you know more than one person who's probably moving too fast and needs to slow down. Maybe this series would be exactly what they need to hear. We would be honored if you would take the time to share that with others. We're looking forward to a profitable study throughout the month. In the meantime, always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven-bound, and the best is yet to come.